Welcome to a new episode of the Semi Mama podcast. I'm Sandra. And I'm Ethi. Today we will be discussing pronouns and the effects on the Latinx community. So today we have a special guest uh, by the name of Haley Vallejo, which happens to be my daughter. Thank you very much. And um, I want to give you a little background on, on Haley. And the reason that we invited her here to um, have this discussion with us because I think she's probably the most proper person to kind of do this introduction as to why the change in pronouns, why we're using pronouns and how people now are wanting to be identified in a different way. So um, she is a senior at Whittier College, uh, class of 2022. Thank Yay. you. Yay. <laughs> she has worked at the Office of um, uh, what is it? Quality and inclusion. Equity and inclusion. Equity and inclusion. Excuse me. And uh, she did that for uh, some time with the, the school. She interned at the Center of for Political Graphics, and that kind of opened her eyes to a lot of things um, in politics. And then that was last summer. So this summer, she's interning with Nickelodeon for their outreach development group, and uh, has been there for how how long have you been there now? At Nickelodeon? Yeah. Uh, it's my second month. Um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So um, you tell us what the difference in, because we're coming from a different generation. Obviously, we have these conversations all the time, and we want to know what the shift in um, the use of pronouns is and how we can better educate our Latino or Latinx community of these changes and why we should be respectful of these changes. Right, so the, even the term Latinx is relatively new. Yeah. Um, I was doing some research prior to the show and apparently only one in four Hispanics have heard of the term and even less use it. And those who do use it are actually uh, primarily women that use it. And it's mostly used in like progressive or academic spaces. So a space like this is a pretty progressive space considering you guys are talking about Latino issues, so that's why uh, Latinx will come up in this scenario. So because of that, uh, like Latinos are a little bit old school and they're not really used to using different kinds of pronouns. Right. Like Spanish, for example, is a gendered language. Uh, you would use O or A at the end of words and you know, like La to kind of signify if uh, the word is feminine or masculine. Um, and because of that, it's kind of ingrained like gendered terms and stereotypes into our heads because we've been speaking Spanish for so long right. um, and you kind of associate things with gender because of that like Latinos using different kinds of pronouns it's kind of a little bit more difficult for them uh, only because they're not used to it mm -hmm. so like in the English language people use they as like an alternative pronoun or neo pronouns like Z's or um, we'll have to get touch on that yeah. neo pronouns because that's that's another that's pretty step. Different. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's another step in the uh -huh. use of pronouns. And, and Latinos don't mm -hmm. use neo pronouns generally. So, uh, like in the English language, it, it evolves so much that uh, people can use they or neo pronouns because it's uh, pretty adjustable in a sense. But for the Spanish language, it's really hard, and yeah. that also impacts people culturally. And that's a lot of things that people don't consider. But it's a thing with linguis linguistics, pretty much, that the way you're saying it all the time, it ingrains itself in your head, and that's mm -hmm. kind of just what you know. So for like people who are non-binary or uh, just don't identify with the two traditional genders that we all kind of recognize and are aware of, mm -hmm. like people could use ella in Spanish. Yeah. And that one is relatively new. 
Um, and a lot of people don't know about it. A lot of Latinos don't know about it uh, because you, you see it being used a lot now. It's, so it's being used in like academic spaces for sure. Okay. So okay. like, um, in for example, in universities, if you're taking a Spanish class, some professors will acknowledge the term "ella," and it's relatively new. Right. Or will acknowledge that X will be in used of O or A, mm -hmm. uh, and it, because it's kind of being replaced and moving forward, like language is always evolving. But that's something that is kind of hard for Latinos to kind of get a grip on that things have always evolve. Yeah. Because a lot of them are traditional and set in their ways. Yeah. And things changing isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can scare people and it can scare communities. So, for example, a lot of people have an issue with people using Latinx or ella mm -hmm. because it's just not something that they're used to and it changes scary. Right. But uh, it's a way to kind of make... Spanish and the Latinx community a little bit more open and accepting of people of different identities. So how do you, um, as you know, a younger community, um, explain this to an older community that doesn't want to do a change? Because we know as our parents get older, they don't even want to move out of their area because they're used to the way things are. So they want to continue with things that are the same. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know, they're not open-minded in a way. It's just they're set in their ways. Mm -hmm. So how do you explain that to an older person? Like, I'm not trying to change you, yeah. but this is the way that I want to identify, and I need you to respect that. Yeah, it's really hard, um, especially for, like, young Latinx individuals. Like, it's, it's hard for me, and my parents are pretty pr progressive. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but it, it's true. We are. <laughs> like, they are pretty progressive, but even, like, me using she they like how do i explain yeah. that to people mm -hmm. uh, how do i explain that to older latinos it's really hard for for some to kind of grasp it a little right. bit uh and it's not really their fault either you know right. uh so for younger communities it it depends on how comfortable they are with their parents but we are like me as like a younger latina person yeah. you kind of get used to how your parents are but you have to be find that certain level of comfort and certain that, like acceptance within yourself to stand up to them a little bit, right. even if they aren't, you know, educated on it or aren't accepting of it. There's people who are just coming out to their parents because they find that acceptance within themselves, so they don't need right. their parents to acknowledge it. And if like if the parent really does care about their child, they'll try to get used to it. Right. And that's really, I think, is the most important thing, that if you love your child and want to support them, even if you don't understand it, you have to learn what it is that'll make them most comfortable. And I think that's not something they've encountered before, yeah. uh, like trying to meet the comfort level of people. Because like, especially in like Latinx communities, it's kind of always been like, you're working hard to support your family, you're trying mm -hmm. to get food on the table, especially like for, like my parents' experiences and stuff like that, it's not something you think about. You don't think about your gender identity. Right. So it's not something they've really come across. Or you do think about it, but you're told that you can't exactly. think about it. You are, you know, what the stereotype, which is... God oh, made you a girl. girl yeah. Or a boy. Mm -hmm. And then there's only Adam and Eve, if you're Catholic. Mm -hmm. And they're not really open-minded to that situation. Yeah. But I think it also depends on the pocket of where you live. Because I know where we live... It's not that we're close-minded. We talk to our kids about everything. You and I have talked about it mm -hmm. before. We're very open-minded. We mm -hmm. always tell them, you know, if you ever decide that that's the, you know, direction you want to go with your life, we're fine with it. But it's different, and that's why it's scary to people. Yeah, but also yeah. when we're having this discussion with our kids, it's not a discussion that they have amongst their friends. 
you know, there, there are people that are part of the LGBT community and they're very respective of them, but it's not something, pronouns is not something. I remember I was talking to my kids about it a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know, what are your pronouns or whatever? And that, one of the, my son's girlfriend, she was like, oh, she, we went into a whole conversation as versus my son. He's just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah. also a thing with machismo. Yeah. Because like women are, are going to be more open to talking about it. Like even before women are, are using Latinx more, they're yeah. using, uh, they're talking about gender identity and pronouns and things like that, their sexuality. But because of machismo in the Latino community, they yeah. feel like it would make them soft to talk about it, to talk Maybe. about their pronouns. Yeah. And they're just like, well, I'm a boy, so I use boy pronouns. Right. And that's not really how it works. Yeah. Uh, so, and like that's, part of why like you having that discussion with them is yeah. really important just so that they can get used to it too knowing that people have other pronouns even though if they might identify yeah. with like he him pronouns yeah. that's what they want to use that doesn't mean that's going to be the case for everybody so even right. just opening that up and having that conversation is really important and as a parent that's like really special to do yeah. I think uh, and that's a good thing to do because even though if they're not talking about it with their friends they might come across someone who doesn't use pronouns yeah. if they're you know, aware of, like they may, might not have encountered people who use they, them pronouns or neo pronouns. So because they, they're kind of stuck in their own little bubble, having that conversation gets them aware of it and they are more comfortable moving forward with it. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where the Latino community has to shift because yeah. they don't talk about it really, yeah. you know, they're just like, you do your thing. If you're part of the community, you do your thing. But you don't have to show embrace it, in, it. Yeah. Don't show it in public. Don't yeah. show it in public. Exactly. <laughs> so you, do you think like going forward, we should be asking what pronouns a person uses versus, I know there's a lot of things like social media, people are starting to add pronouns to their profiles. But um, I think we need to be more mindful and show a little bit more respect and acceptance when mm -hmm. doing this. So that way we do understand what a person wants to be addressed as. Now, from pronouns to neo-pronouns, um, our, our knowledge of pronouns, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, she, her, um, he, him, and then we have gender neutral pronouns, but from there, so you tell us, teach us, gender neutral <laughs> pronouns go into the neo-pronouns or are they one and the same? So. It depends. So like they, them is already a pronoun that we use every day. Like yeah. someone loses their keys, you're like, oh, I hope they find them. Uh, like, you do, like you don't know who the person is. It's someone lost their keys. Yeah. I hope mm -hmm. they find yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. So we already use like they, them as a gender neutral term in our everyday language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for example, in Spanish too, ellos is, is gender neutral. You, you would just say like a group of people or like you know, ustedes, yeah, yeah, ustedes, exactly. Yeah. So or like, ellos, uh -huh. so they they just kind of group them together. That's things that are already a part of our language, and that's gender neutral. Right. Uh, but neo pronouns can be gender neutral too. They don't necessarily have to correspond with someone's gender identity. So like, if someone were to use Caesar, mm -hmm. it's definitely different and new to some people. They don't have experience with that. But you use them in place of any other pronouns, um, and they can be gender neutral. This person can be non-binary, they could be trans, they could be agender. Uh, so really, all you have to do is figure out what's the best way to address them, and you can ask easily. If I, that's why I think it's important to ask mm -hmm. what your pronouns are. When you introduce yourself, you say like, hi, my name is Haley, use she, they pronouns. Um, and then it makes people more comfortable to talk about their pronouns. Neo-pronouns, they can be gender neutral, 
but it's really up to the person like it's their experience their gender their pronouns and they don't have to explain that to anybody if they don't want to yeah um so let me ask you a question before you continue there so you're telling me that the new generation in introductions and not just I'm, I'm, I'm talking about work environment, but in general, uh, is that being used now? Yeah, well, I, I would also say my view is very pretty limited too because I, I go to a university, I work in a pretty progressive space, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna acknowledge that like that is a privilege that not everybody has, yeah. but uh, when you introduce yourself, it's a pretty common practice now to say your pronouns too. Oh, okay. And, and it makes yeah. it. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't had that experience. Yet. See, like, I've heard like, her on the yeah. phone. That's why mm-hmm. I, or on her yeah. Zoom calls. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. But see, mm-hmm. like, for example, finances, it's not really a progressive space. There's a right. lot of, like, older folks who right. are dominating the space. So they're not going to use that. They're going to be like, I'm a man, so I use men pronouns. And that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've noticed it more on our email chains that people are putting their pronouns. Yeah. So, it is becoming more evolved where it's more inclusive of people of the LGBT community. Yeah, and that's the most important part is making it mainstream. That's an issue with like the the Latinx community and some spaces Mm -hmm. even like where we're working, we're interacting in, that it has to become mainstream for people to like accept it and make it normalized. It shouldn't be a a thing where it's like, oh, that's weird or stigmatize it. It's just someone's pronouns. It's just how you refer to them. And it makes them more comfortable, and it makes it easier for you, too, if you want to create a space that is more inclusive and makes people feel good where they're at. Like, you don't want to create a hostile workplace where you can, like, misgender someone by using the wrong pronouns. You want to make people feel okay to work there. That's the whole point Mm -hmm. of, like, happiness in the workplace, happiness in their lives, too. And I think it's just something that it has to be taken into practice a little bit more mm-hmm. where people are doing that. Yeah. Because I haven't had that situation. I think if somebody came at me and said, hi, my name is you know, X, Y, and Z. I use they or yeah. them. I'd, they would catch me off guard. because mm-hmm. it's Not because it would bother me. It's just something new. Because you're not used to it. Exactly. Yeah, so I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's why it's important mm-hmm. to start doing it because taking that first step for someone like like for in this for example in like your workspace it's it's different you know not everybody does it but taking that first step is the most important part that's the part to normalize it yeah and i think it's just being a lot more open and within our own community because it's always been for a long time where people hide you know Mm -hmm. whatever their sexuality is or whatever they identify as it's always been it's cool like you said it's good but people say don't put it in my face yeah don't put it in my Mm -hmm. face i don't want to hear it i don't want to know it Yeah. yeah yeah You know, and that's just the way it's always been. And I think as of lately, I've noticed where it's been more open, where people are being more open with their families. Mm -hmm. You know, they're openly having weddings in Mm -hmm. our community where before it was hidden or this is my roommate. And, you know, forever that's the roommate, Um, even though everybody already knows that that is not the roommate. Mm -hmm. This is their significant other. Their partner. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. you just couldn't talk about it. Yeah. And that's like it's younger latinos all over the world who are really pushing the envelope and challenging that Mm -hmm. which i think is good it's it's causing like even older generations they acknowledge it more right they're able to to say like okay that's their partner Mm -hmm. they're that's their wife you know Mm -hmm. and it it's uh all about like it's a movement towards more like gender inclusivity too I think I think that you can really see the the evolution of it because I know when I was growing up I don't know about you but I remember when I was growing up and you would find out that somebody's child had come out right away the older generation there's something wrong with them mm-hmm. they need to find God they need to find God and you know they need to get their mind straight versus now you hear about it and they're like oh that's cool 
they think like it's considered wrong in religions but right 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 because right. you're born one well way it's not even considered wrong in religion yeah. it's how people have interpreted the bible yes. and it's that internalized transphobia and homophobia yes that mm-hmm. anything different is scary to them mm-hmm. they don't want to be a part of it yes and that's why like a lot of lgbt or even like young latinx people they're leaving the church because Definitely. there's not a space of acceptance there they're going to tell you that mm-hmm. being gay is wrong that being trans is wrong like why it, to me like those the religion shouldn't have a place when you're talking about those because they haven't created an accepting space so that's why so many people are leaving so many people have become like atheist like agnostic because they don't feel accepted by the catholic church right right but we're just talking about that specific religion we're yeah. talking about religion as a whole you got to remember that there's a lot of different religions that are that very do, yeah. accepting that have a specific churches that, that create, that, those that create the yeah. spaces the for space everybody to yeah. be included in that. So even though we have a progressive uh, pope in the Catholic, yeah, it's still right, not it's enough. Still, right, yeah. it still hasn't changed enough, uh-huh. which I get it because it's going to take years yeah. centuries yeah you know but it's going to take a long time but for even this though to change is trying to make changes there's still a cabinet or people beneath oh, him yeah. that are going to stop yeah. him They're like fighting. okay you want to change all these things but hold on <laughs> yeah of course of course i mean and that's based off of traditional ways that they want to mm-hmm. keep in a tradition versus adapting to the evolving space that we all live yeah. in and how people and um, our surroundings are evolving. We need to think of it in that way. And I, for one, as a Catholic, appreciate the, the changes that the Pope has made in these past, you know, what, six years, five, six years, yeah. that that has at, at least acknowledged. Yeah, it's a push in the right direction. Right, right. Acknowledged the, the change versus just turning a blind eye and not want to address the elephant in the room with we need to make these changes for everybody because how can we teach love and respect and Mm -hmm. not be able to love and respect everybody else yeah and especially since so many like traditional uh like there's a lot of latinx people who are traditional catholics Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. it's really important for like I guess the Pope and like the higher ups in the church to acknowledge that we have to be accepting of all people and not just accepting again, like I said, like embrace all people. Like God has made everybody Everybody. their own way. We have to love them as they are. Mm -hmm. So if someone is transgender, Mm -hmm. someone is like part of the LGBT community, you have to embrace their differences. And I think that's what the Catholic church is lacking. Um, So there, there are people who have like, kind of reclaimed Catholicism in their own way too that are which part is a of, good yeah. thing to do yeah. because you're not losing space with your connection to God yeah but at the same time they don't have to follow these directives of not being included mm-hmm. in in you know your traditional right. space yeah and then it also brings in a whole conversation of like indigeneity and like uh, you know Catholicism being used as a tool of colonization uh, people like uh, coming in and forcing this religion on them so people reclaiming it and kind of making it their own thing because especially like for example mexican catholics a lot of like the the virgin and like stuff like that it's based off indigenous practices that people already had like indigenous deities um and they kind of just turned it into their own thing so even like the the mexican like performing of catholicism is different than like like the original yeah, yeah original catholicism um and like even so, I I forgot to mention this. Like Nahuatl is uh like the 
old like Aztec um, Indian. Mm-hmm. yeah so the that language was genderless before oh. mm-hmm. and they had different practices they had like genderless deities that they worshipped or like gender fluid deities and like You'll find that in a lot of old... Yes. uh, So with colonization came, like, gender language and gender roles in the church. Yeah. Um, And that was something that, like, our people before, like, didn't experience. So, and, like, the way that, like, Latinos now have, like, really held on to it, it's kind of a result of colonization as well. Um, So, like, reclaiming of the church in their own unique way is kind of, you know, it's, it's good and it's a push forward but like the church needs to change a lot and i think it's really good that people now are kind of creating their own space with like their love for god and respect for their indigeneity and things like that Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the changes will come as priests are being changed out as they're starting to retire new ones come in i know at our church a new priest came in he was is very open you know he worked um for the school district for many years and then decided well i want to be a priest like Mm -hmm. this is my calling yeah and even in you know when he's doing his sermon or he's doing mass he captivates you because Mm -hmm. he uses day-to-day life in his sermons so it's you know very welcoming and you can start to see it within the our community where more people are starting to go to church versus Mm -hmm. you know who was there before was very close-minded very set in the traditional ways of the catholic church so it closed you off and the community started to leave because it's happening a lot yeah it's happening more than you think some churches like uh i on tiktok too i discovered like a trans pastor Mm -hmm. uh like so the catholic church really needs to open itself up to having like female pastors trans pastors because these people not only have they led like interesting you know different lives they understand what it's like to to be oppressed by that system they can like kind of come in and be open and accepting and use day-to-day language to kind of create a better space for people, bring people back. If, that, if that's their goal, right. the Catholic Church, to bring people back mm-hmm. into it, yeah. they, they really need to start from the bottom up. Too. And I think a lot of the the issue is that their old school Catholic generation forgets that the Catholic Church or church in general is supposed to be a safe haven. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter if you're a drug addict. It doesn't matter if you were a prostitute on the streets forever. It doesn't matter if you're part of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be safe. Yeah. It shouldn't be you come in and they're going to ostracize you because you're different. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this a million times. You know, the Bible can be interpreted in many ways, yeah. which is what's happened. A lot of the Bible has been interpreted to benefit the person interpreting it. Of course. Yeah. You know, course. it's not that the Bible says something different. It's just that, you know, you could read it one way and tell me, well, the Bible says X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what it means. In order to know the Catholic Bible, you also need to know the history behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just come and tell me, oh, well, the Bible says this. Okay, so can you tell me what was going on at that time? Because one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, Jesus saying, you know, if somebody slaps you, turn your cheek. People don't realize that if you got slapped once, it, it was an insult. But if you got slapped twice, it was not. And those are things oh, that so you want to get double slapped. I, yeah. yeah, you need to get double slapped. <laughs> but there's small details in that way where people don't know. Yeah. They're just going and they're saying, well, I'm going to, you know, spit out verses and say this is what it's supposed to be. But it's not. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the Catholic religion itself is a bad thing. It just means that there are certain bad people in the Catholic Church that require for their own comfort for things to remain the same. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like bringing it all back to pronouns, like the 
the Catholic Church hasn't created the space where you can go in and introduce yourself with your pronouns. Right. Even like I, I haven't found the progressive Catholic Church where I would feel comfortable doing that mm -hmm. because of the way they have like ostracized and oppressed people who are LGBT. And hopefully, you know, that changes and people are pushing forward that. Um, but in terms of like religion and like pronouns, it you know you have to really find and create that space yourself now yeah. and that's already difficult for people to, to do for even like latinx people to do we're already like mm -hmm. oppressed peoples and then to be like find those spaces is really difficult so people have been trying to create their own and open it up and be more inclusive and the catholic church just really needs to work on that uh and it needs to start from the bottom up like even you all talking about it like going to church and being happy that they're more progressive like pastors things mm -hmm. like that those that's important it starts from community and it makes its way up right and i think it's just every religion it's not like we're we're all catholic, we're we're catholic, catholic so and yeah that's how so we're, we're speaking on our exactly. experience yeah. Yeah. catholicism yeah doesn't but, mean that it's every right, right. but we right. can't speak happen. on other religions exactly. we don't know that exactly yeah but for example catholicism it does need a lot of work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no and i hear um so does a lot of other yeah, uh, religions uh, other in, religions in, in the sure. christian faith yeah. you know because there's varying uh and it's so of, funny when you like really look at the roots of all these different religions and like there is like genderless and like lgbt like involvement mm -hmm. In these right, but those before. are the things that are kept from everybody. Exactly. Are kept from and history. Then, like, for example, from, Catholicism yeah. erases that history. Uh, no, it's in the Vatican underneath. Well, the, yeah, in the vault. But, yeah, <laughs> so, like the yeah, very, very far away. Exactly. <laughs> but it's there. It's there. It's and there. It, but just like they, they tried to erase it for sure. But right. That's the important part of people reclaiming it and bringing it back. Right. And just like everything, you know, the truth always prevails, and it, eventually it'll come out. It's not gonna come out tomorrow, it might not come out, but eventually things start to come out and then we understand and you have your own truth. So this is just our um, experiences within our community and our religion. Exactly. Just, you know, not attacking anybody that is listening, but yeah. just to understand that changes need to come, changes need to happen, and we need to be very mindful of this. So yeah. well, next time when you're out, you know, um, don't be embarrassed to ask. Yeah, don't. If, uh -huh. if you don't what know, you just are. ask people what their pronouns exactly. are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that just, and even like to say like, I just want to make sure I'm referring to you as you would like or like. In the correct manner that, exactly. that, that you know, is respectful for mm -hmm. you in case, you know, you, you just don't know. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. So. All right then. So that is our uh, session this week, our <laughs> our therapy session with Haley Vallejo. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you for and, having me. And um, follow the same Mama the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We'll see you soon. All right now. Bye.